This is the Yeg Nation podcast. Welcome to episode number one. Today we have Austin, Haroon, and Jacob. And we are talking today about three topics. Number one, the Holyrood developments. And number two, cannabis. And number three, the Cloverdale Beach. Better known as the Accidental Beach. YG, we got some stuff for you. So uh, let's get started. Haroon, take it off with Holyrood. Well, um, if you guys haven't seen our little video about the Hollywood project, um, uh, if you guys have been paying attention to that, but uh, we're, there's been um, some debate going on in, along 93rd Street between uh, 80th and 85th Avenue in uh, around the Bonnie Dune area. There is uh, two blocks of land, and a single developer owns all of that land, and um, they're trying to redevelop that area. And right there, there's going to be an LRT line. So the city has been working with Regency, the developer, to try and come up with a plan for that area. And um, recently it went to vote for what, if whether or not the, the plan that they had set up was gonna go through. And um, if you guys want more information about what that is exactly, what the plan was, you guys can check out our Facebook page and you can see the video. But uh, just to summarize real quick, there's going to be a 22-story tower, two 18-story towers, a bunch of small areas. It's going to be very walkable. There was, uh, you know, lots of bike parking, parking stalls, and it's going to be right beside an LRT center. And essentially, it fulfills a lot of uh, the city's plans to densify the inner core of Edmonton. And so, but there was a vote on the 27th of November. Well, it was actually supposed to be on the 17th. It had been delayed a couple of times. Yeah, that's another part of that, so that video. So, what happened? What happened on that vote? Well, the original they vote on sent the 17th. Ba- well, yeah, so the original vote on the 17th, but they delayed it because they didn't have enough time to discuss. So on the 27th, they made the vote, and essentially, they've decided to send it back to city administration, send it back to Regency to try and make it fit and be more aligned with what the community wants. So what ended up happening was this, uh, after 18 months of you know talking with the city and the city administration, uh, they came up with this plan. They decided to do some consultation with the public, and the public was not having it. They were not happy about a lot of different things about uh, the the plan. But the biggest thing was was that the the buildings they felt were just too high. The rent is too damn high. The buildings are too damn high, and um, they decided uh, to go and get their voice heard. So there was a lot of a lot of people. There was the Hollywood development community that came out and you know they talked for hours about how they did not want to do it and they came out on their own time okay, to do it. Okay, there's, there's the actual Hollywood community, but I think what's like an important, uh, like who voted for what? Can we see that? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh man, that's a vote I'd like to see. What do you well, think? Well, it ended up being eight to five. And uh, you know, so it was it was a little close. There was there was some deliberation amongst council members, but uh, you know, it ended up not going through. It ended up going backed. So there's going to be more delays on that project. Do we know when the follow up meeting or follow up consultation on that will be, or is that yet to be set? Um, the exact date is not known, but these things usually take about three months. So I, I I can't tell you guys the exact date. I don't think that's set in stone, but there there's going to have to be more public consultation and more. Planning. And so the big thing about this specific issue is now there's going to be no redevelopment for at least least like five years or something crazy. No, not five years, Jacob. Listen, 
So one of the issues was that uh, if this didn't go through today, because of the LRT development project that's going on in that area, uh, the people who are making uh, the Hollywood developments, they need to cut their utility lines. And the utility lines would go underneath the LRT lines. And for, because of that... It's um, got to happen soon. Yeah, so right? It had to happen soon before, before before the actual development of the LRT. So the LRT so is going that's through there. That's starting in this summer. And the community is transforming. This is such an incredible topic, actually. It's fun to think about, like, you know, even the schools in the neighborhood that would have, you know, benefited or, or I guess at this point they're not going to. Yeah. Well, just so well, many crazy variables. And, I mean, there's we're kind of speaking a little bit generally about this, but, you know, years ago they tried to do some of the development. They tried to develop a little bit of that area, and, you know, they tried to put a Walmart or Something along those lines. A big, a big, yeah. They tried to put some big box stores in that general area, and they got shut down because the the, the area wasn't built to handle that. And it's that a, was just north of Bayadoon, but that's you know other areas in there are facing similar kind of places that want to get redeveloped, and it's the community well, itself, especially with the, especially with that community. That's a sixty year old community. It's more. It's, it was built in the fifties, so you know it's like that's seventy. Sixty-five years old. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, it's more <laughs> by five years. But it looks run down. It, it looks run down. It, I'm not sure if, if, if the average Edmontonian driving by. I think they. It's it's kind of an eyesore. Personally, that's what I think. If you, it's it's still not. And I agree. Some would call them character homes, if you're into remodeling. Very, very, very. But they're but but they are low low cost housing. That's, that's another that's another thing housing. to really but, keep uh, in but, keep in mind. Know, uh, um, a, a portion of the the redevelopment was supposed to be for low cost housing and low cost family housing as so it's well. It's what it has to be at least eight, ten percent, ten percent. I thought it was ten percent. Has to be low cost housing uh, for density density per neighborhood. Maybe I can't confirm. I if I will have to confirm that, but I believe it's ten percent. But regardless, you guys will have to come back and check on our future podcast and when we speak a little bit more about that uh, anyway so you guys are going to have to listen to more of these Ignition podcasts let's think about what Holyrood's going to be like okay? let's, yeah. let's, let's think about what's going to happen to Holyrood the community at this point like uh, we're nothing yeah there's going to be no growth <laughs> literally nothing years. so how far how far along like are they going to be uh, with the LRT in two years? It's going to be through there already. Well, it's supposed to be built and ready to go by 2020 as the final product that's, for that's all the, the way, idea. all the way, all the way south. And all the way south to the Millwoods area. Yeah, and we know that city projects never ever get delayed. So yeah, that's true. Never. <laughs> not not one time have they ever been delayed. Never once. Hey, at least it's a it's um it's a private company that's helping build it. And the most important thing is is that Walterdale Bridge is finished so that pe- these construction workers can get downtown. Well, what will Great. it look like? What will it look like for a functioning community in the, of the future in that space? Like, what's going to happen? Because obviously, in two years. The LRT is going to come and it's going to bring in infrastructure to develop around, right? So what is going to, what's going to happen? It's kind of exciting to think about that right now. Well, I think it's going to, the biggest thing it's going to do is it's going to change the, the literal color of the neighborhood. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the same neighborhood. It's not going to have the same people in it. It's not it's going to go have... from dingy green to nice colors. Well, you said, <laughs> you said it was, it's what, 160 units now and they want to put yeah. 1,200 more units in at, well, at least? 1,200 in total. That's what the Regency development Well, that's, twi- that's, yes. or you, sorry, you said it was 1,600 or 1,300 no, units. No, it's 1,200. It is 1,200. So, so that's, regardless, that's, 11, that's, almost, that's over 1,000 more units. Yeah, so, two. so, you know, you know, actually, I, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about that for a second. So one of the one of the things with the, the zoning is that the, the the deal is that they're going to make twelve hundred units, right? And the issue that a lot of the residents has with the taller the, the 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 towers are much too tall. Yeah. And so um, in order to reduce the size of those towers, instead we're going to have a lot of smaller like stubby apartment stubby buildings. apartment buildings. Which I mean, 
uh, to give you my own opinion is not really great design because right now where it is is that uh, for only 40% of the space is actual building and then 60% is parks, amenities, parking, etc., etc. So, so the shorter it's very the, walkable. It's very yeah. like it's nice for the community. The shorter those buildings are, the more of them they have there have to be, and the less park and greenery we have. Exactly. But and looking forward as well, the, the developer still owns the property. So they're still they going to be, land, yes. yeah. So when you would, so it's going to be uh, kind of interesting just to pay attention to that subject because it's a huge chunk of land that the LRT is going to be running by that you know can can be developed in the like more more or less the inner city like that's the inner city bubble still that's like totally the inner that's city like bubble. downtown just like a well it's going to be three stops from downtown so you know whatever does get built there whoever gets to live there is going to have a great time because they're going to be right beside an LRT. It's going to be great transit from there. It's not going to be. It's going to be much more affordable to live in the cin- the center of the city because there's going to be these apartments that are your two bedroom apartments and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can just and you can just take. You don't need to own a car. Well, 93rd Street, even uh, even by car, 93rd Street takes you right to 98th Avenue, which takes you right across the road to right across the river to Skona Road. The traffic circles right there. Like you're quick to anywhere in the city. Yeah. You get to the West End in 15 minutes from that area. Yeah. So 1,200 so, residents is what it was. It was offered. Not residents, units. Oh, 12. So you can have four people in a unit. Right? Yeah, that you could have up to. I'm, I wish I could know like the approximate number, but that that's kind of the interesting, interesting thing to look forward to is how many people are going to get to live in that space, you know, ten years from now. What's it going to look like in eight years? I think the Regency development would have been finished over eight years. About eight years. That's actually fairly fast if you don't know. Uh, Regency tends to build their buildings a little faster than other companies, and uh, that's part of their, you know. That's like that's kind of their history. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I hear a lot of other developments are taking their sweet, you know, sweet ass time. And that's you know that's yeah, maybe like that's what, under the contract that they were developed. It would have been sure. cool. It would have been cool to get to watch a community get built really quickly. But I'm just wondering what it's going to look like in the future. Like, what is the property? How is it? What's a cool development idea? And where's the city going to look to actually develop that? Well, I think it's kind of cool that with the idea of all of these people coming in, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a swell. So there's going to be this area that's two block by what? It's like two blocks by four blocks, roughly, kind of that area. Yeah, something like something like that. I we I mean, you said the men- the dimensions of the of the location, but that area is going to get going to go and increase nearly ten times in size, in or ten times in, in ten times in density yes. of of actual people per. It's about five hectares, by the way. There, that's a good number. Yeah. If you don't know how big a hectare is, you should go visit a farm. It took um, like twenty five minutes to walk around it. Well, I mean, how long was that video? Yeah, I mean, well, you you, you <laughs> it was were fifteen you, minutes. You disappeared in that snowstorm for like I think my maybe fingers more. were freezing. Yeah, twenty five minutes. I bet at the end. But I think it's going to be cool that there's gonna, with all these people in that in that small of an area. I mean, five hectares granted is fairly large, but in terms of adding another roughly thousand people that live in that neighborhood to have it swell like that it'll be i don't think it'll be very very much interesting when we were planning out the community we're going to literally see what the community looks like before it's even built but, there's but it's it's going to but i think the surrounding communities and how they adapt and change to those kind of new areas is going to be interesting well it's, i mean hopefully uh with with that you know it'll it'll stir like once there is the lrt there it's gonna you know stir more economic development there so in the sense that like people are going to do more info projects in that area because that land is going to be increasing in value and 
then that means you know it's worth it to make like you know two nice skinny homes or you know a duplex or condos and, in the area and and densify it. And if you're an entrepreneur, it might be a good time to start a business because property values and there's going to be more people in that area. It's going to be great shops and brick and mortar spaces to rent. So everyone should really keep an eye on well, this area. Well, you know, um, if you do look at the Hollywood design, um, a lot of the bottom floors of uh, the apartment area were actually designed to be. Uh, commercial so you could just you know come downstairs from your 22nd floor building and go downstairs and there's your barber you know or whatever that may be so that would have been pretty cool i think those i mean that's what that's what you know we're, you know you guys are a young bunch right here uh you know you're you're in your early 20s and you're thinking about living downtown but imagine being somebody who's grown up there and lived there their whole lives whether you know it's a it's a a, resi- a current resident that was you know born and raised in the community that you know bought back into his own community and is raising a family maybe he's not looking at you know having these little these th- this, well, this futuristic look yeah. and may, or maybe if he, he is actually probably looking to something but maybe he's thinking of it, you know, more like the Smurfs than like. Well, um, to be to be fair, and I mean, I might be the black sheep in this conversation, but I lived in the Capilano area for like two and a half years, and the area is nice and it's got a lot of amenities and all that wonderful jazz. But the houses, like a lot of the houses, are pretty freaking run down. Like yeah. there's a lot of rebuilding that needs to be happened, and it's. Granted, I love that people have lived in that area for a long time. And I love that people have, I mean, again, the, the Fulton area, the Capilano area, the Gold Bar area, there's so many nice old houses in there. And even in the, even in through there into like all the way over to on the other side of Bonny Dune Mall, there's a ton of beautiful areas uh, like that. But the city needs to build and the city, need, the city needs to, to take on this, these hundreds of thousands of new people it's going to see over the next couple years i mean this brings this all comes back to the infill debate right it's it it, it comes back to that because it's it's the fact that you know edmonton is one of the fastest growing municipalities in north america Uh, more than twenty thousand people are coming to the city every single day and the issue is we're we're starting to expand outwards instead of you know densifying inwards and that causes more expensive uh more costs for utilities there's going to be less farmland available which is also becoming a problem because Edmonton has expanded so far, and also it makes uh, densifying also reduces the cost to run things like LRT, which makes the you know the city healthier and a much more livable, walkable, like lovable place. Did you say there's twenty thousand people coming in here a day? I heard that. Yeah, not a day. Sorry. You said a, a day. Year. Okay, okay. No. Well, I wanted to. I was like, wow, that's an amazing growth, man. What are yeah, we doing we're gonna with be a million. People? We're gonna be in a million. We are already days. the fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're already the fastest this is, growing. No, in this North is America. this is where the whole world is probably gonna want to turn to and to live. When you think about you know the way climate change is gonna change the world, uh, Edmonton is actually starting to look well, pretty sweet to and most it, people. And even with like like thinking about the Hollywood project and thinking about what that area is gonna look like in say five years, even in three years, but let's say five, like there's also going to be an unreal amount of stuff happening in general in the city in the next five, 10 years. So it'll be cool to see how the whole city adapts and then how Hollywood takes it on too. Uh, so. I, I, I mean, like, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we <laughs> talked a lot. This is, this is our first podcast. Let's make that pretty clear. You guys, this is our first podcast. So I think now would be a great time to, uh, to move on to the next subject. Uh, we've talked a lot about this one. We will definitely be filling you guys in. Don't record that. <laughs> Cannabis is our next subject. Welcome to the YEG podcast about... 
this. He's vaping into our microphone. Holy, that was a huge cloud of smoke. Ooh, that fried banana. Mm. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lordy. Oh. This is such fried a great banana? idea. Yeah, it's fried banana flavor. You know? Oh, jeez. I, I, I've never... We have a vapor. I'm Everybody, not a vapor. Everybody, we have a vapor. We have a vapor. <laughs> and that's the beginning of the cannabis conversation, obviously. We are having a candid cannabis conversation about the economic... Growth of Edmonton. Yeah. I hear that, that weed's a good investment. Well, I mean, if you invested in it like a year ago, I'm sure you've made like 10 times your investment. Well, a year ago, three months ago. Yeah, Aurora stock has only gone from 2 to $8. Like, it's not a big stock. Oh, damn. That's that's real good. I mean, and it's only going to get bigger because right now they're kind of uh, they're kind of like the only people. They have are... an 80,000 square foot grow up. Yeah, I heard about that. 80,000. Uh, if weed. you guys haven't seen the inside of that facility, it is like. Did you, have you seen it? Unfrickin' believable. Is it the I haven't. I haven't. Yours? No, I haven't physically seen the inside of it. It's like all autonomous. I think I've seen it. I think I've it's, seen it's all autonomous. It's like yeah. It's, um, I mean, I'm. You'll have to quote me on this, but like, there's a lot of. There's supposed to be like a ton of automation. The thing was like, there's all of the, the harvesting. Well, not all the harvesting, but a lot of like the maintenance of the plants were all supposed to be like robots so, so and then just have and then just have like technologists that keep an eye on the technology so my, my question to you is um and i don't know if you know this but um so is aurora a private company that's making marijuana for like the government of alberta or the government of canada for medical purposes my understanding of it and i'm not super well versed in their history or what they do i mean i tried to sell marketing services to them a while ago so that's the main reason i looked a lot into their company but uh the the one thing that uh i know that they had uh, a section sections that they were going to roll out so there's there was four sections or five sections of the eighty thousand square foot growing area and they were going to roll it out because the first batch was going to go to the government and that or for for the government for the medical medical marijuana card holders so on and so forth, um, but I don't know what the specifics on that there were, okay, and I don't so know if they quick, have specific quick Google search. So they're probably going to be in all three markets. They're going to do the medical marijuana, the yeah, online sales because Alberta, if you don't know, is going to the Alberta government will will regulate online sales, and then there's going to be private as well. So they're probably going to be selling to all three levels. There. I I do know that Aurora currently supplies uh, like direct to consumer sales in in BC. Well, is my, there you go. So they're definitely going to be part of this private business uh, sector. Um, so clearly they are very um, invested in uh, this next year because I believe July 1st is when uh, it becomes July 1st, legal. Like, July 1st, 2018 is the official ruling of when yes. we find out if it's going to be legal or not. And how, what's that going to look well, like? What's legal? Well, I mean, it's, like, I think, I think at this point, this is the thing about the climate of the climate of this conversation is I truly think that it's been talked about so much that I don't think there's any way it won't be legal. It's just going to matter. Find We're going to have to find out in what capacity and like how much it's going to be taxed. Well, I mean, I, the the Canadian government already said they wanted to tax $1 a gram or 10% of the cost, whichever is greater. And then 50% goes to the provincial government and 50% goes to the federal government, which the provincial governments are very upset about because uh, the provincial governments are the people who are going to be rolling out all the like businesses. They're rolling the ones who out. get to legislate everything. They're the ones who are involved very directly with the sale of marijuana, Mar whereas the federal government kind of just passes the legislation and says, go. 
Go, my children. Well, Sell marijuana. You know what? But marijuana is going to become a Canadian commodity, like a real one, okay, a legitimate so, And Marie Antoinette said, let them have their weed. Well, you know, the way I see marijuana is a lot of money coming in for our government. And that's that's probably the, the aspect that I'm taking personally. I know a lot of you are very happy because of like a lot of other things. But personally, I'm excited to see a lot more funding for other projects because of this. And also tourism to Canada. Weed's going to pay for the LRT. How are we going to get to hold them accountable to that money? <laughs> Weed will literally be paying for the LRT, people. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, no. I don't think directly, but I think it's going to generate enough income for the city and the government that it has to. Well, the thing, okay, so the thing with the city, the city, uh, the so this this is the interesting thing is you know like uh, the Notley government has decided that for legalization of marijuana that it's going to be they're going to allow for private stores as I was saying earlier, Um, but the cities um, they have a very um, direct role in where these stores can be allowed. So currently, and this is maybe pay attention if you're interested in making a difference in the legislation is engage edmonton is going on right now and they're doing meetups um so there i believe it's december you should look up those look up those uh those specific details on that but yeah guys like engaging in public engagement hearings like this are where you get to have a say in the actual conversation and talk about what is going to happen with this whole legislation you get to literally have a say in how that gets formed and this is about weed guys like Hey Austin, it's cool. Give me a second. It's here. so cool. Let me. I got. I got the info. Hey, you got the info. You, I got, got the info. info. So guys, so right now there's an online cannabis survey. So you, so I've already taken it. Um, Austin and Jacob, you guys got to get on that, and the rest of you, you guys got to get real. Got to get on that, and you know, give your say to the government and say like, hey, this is where I want to say. This is where it's okay to sell weed, and this is where it's not okay to sell weed. Like so. So first of all, there's that online survey. Yes. Second of all. Um, December 7th, guys, at the Edmonton Tower, there is going to be a meetup um, to, with Engage Edmonton to talk about marijuana le- legislation from the city. And the city will get to decide, like, hey, does it have to be 50 meters from a school or 200 meters from a school? Can we have two marijuana stores right beside each other or can we not have two marijuana stores beside and each other? And as silly as that sounds, that's actually a funny conversation that's been come up not, uh, not, very, uh, not very long ago with Mr. John Zadek. When he mentioned on the north side of Edmonton how there's like liquor stores beside daycares in some strip malls on the north side, and, that, and that's, that's not an that that's pretty problematic if you guys uh, don't see the obvious issue with alcohol directly beside a childcare establishment. I mean, even more so worrying to me would be actually a marijuana because with that there's secondhand smoke and you can get high off of marijuana from the smoke. Well, what, what, are, what are the logistics of actually getting to smoke the marijuana? Well, like, exactly. That's what I'm to say. And does like, it follow normal smoking July laws where they have to be? first comes out, what's going to happen? Am I allowed to like like hail a cab off a of Jasper Ave? So and, like I mean, and in Vancouver, go and smoke doobies on the streets. What's going to happen? So I mean, like in Vancouver, they have those like marijuana marijuana bars, right, where you can go smoke marijuana Ooh. inside their establishment so is that going to be legal so i think that also has a part to do with the legislation that the city of edmonton is gonna pass right because that would be fun i'm sure it would be fun yeah and i think that would be a great business opportunity for a lot of different people to invest in and make a lot more money well i think it opens the doors for a literal whole new world of possibilities when it comes to 
somebody having a business idea nightlife in general and a different like culture inside of your city like we're going to be the new amsterdam this yeah how's, how's that going to affect white ave on a friday night man yeah. is white ave going to look the same as it does it'll probably look it'll a little be, bit greener be a little bit more sleepy I'm so interested to, to get to go out there and party, actually, and, and, see, and just witness the event that's going to be. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's also, like, I've, I've heard of, uh, like, cafes where they sell food that's been laced with marijuana, so you can have, like, a soup, and then when you finish your soup, you're, you have THC in you, and you're, you're high. That's not smoking, so you know what? So it's, it's not about smoking. It's about, like, literally getting to consume this new cultural enhancer or whatever the hell you actually yeah. want to call it, marijuana. <laughs> Legal drug, let's call it. Uh, legal drug, <laughs> but you know, with it's got economic benefits too, like really mm-hmm. real, real economic mm-hmm. benefits. But there yeah. are also, of course, the dangers associated with it, and that's like with children using marijuana and teenagers using marijuana, there is issue. But um, as a lot of people have uh, said, I don't know the exact statistics, but um, you know, dealers will sell to kids, but. Uh, you know, a real store. I was just say you have to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So dealers will sell to kids, but you know, a, um, a real like licensed, registered, official store that's regulated won't because that's that's illegal and they can get charged for that. And you know, that actually makes it harder for kids to get the, their hands on it. Well, if that's true or not, I guess we'll have to see the statistics as they play out. But uh, from what I can tell, at least it'll be a little less cool. Just to clarify, <laughs> dealers would also be charged if they got caught doing that. Well, I mean, they're, they're not doing it. They're probably there. just ducking it a little bit better. Yeah, well, what's going to happen to all the dealers out there? You know, that, that's it. That's an economy they're, right now. They should as Gary Vee always says, weed dealers are the purest of entrepreneurs. Yeah. I swear to God, that's like one of his biggest quotes. Who said that? Gary Vee. Oh, Gary Vee talks about weed dealing, eh? Gary Vee literally says that drug dealers are the most are the purest form of entrepreneur. Why? Because they have to hustle, they have to grind, they have to put in the like the after the late nights. They, gotta they have to they have to like work hard to hone their craft. Are they yeah. also like serving up a product that's like you know it's like yeah. it's built because itself. it's because it's illegal. Let's make that very clear, <laughs> guys. We're not saying that you can learn all the business skills you need by selling by drugs, being a drug dealer, but we're also saying that you know be a drug dealer. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. kidding. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't you know, quote me on but, that one. But a lot of people in Edmonton were definitely selling weed for a long time, right? That's, you know, yeah, it, it's the truth. one of the reasons it's become legal is I think it's such a prevalent part of our culture and that we've accepted it now into like mainstream. With that comes the taxation, the economic benefits, but also, you know, so many, it's, a, it's such a ripple effect. Well, I mean, uh, one of the things that's actually really interesting is Alberta smokes, I think, the most pot per capita in the entire country. How do you know that? It's on. There's statistics for that, man. Yeah. Stats Can's also out today. Eighty-six percent of Edmontonians take a car to work. Eight, anyway, six. I learned that this morning. Oh man, that's only fourteen. That is an that is an important document. Uh, hey, car is king, man. Yeah. Well, that's funny to talk about when you go to the transit conversation. But that's for another episode. That's true. Nice yeah. try. You thought you were going to get more content out of us? Oh. You're right. This is cannabis Edmonton. This is a candid conversation about cannabis in the climate yes. of Edmonton. It's a good alliteration. Let me have it. <laughs> well, keep us keep us connected, you guys. And and our third subject of the day is <laughs> going to, to be the accidental beach. Oh, we were beach. we were also debating we about maybe talking about the what is it called the body rubs. Studio? So leave a comment, leave a Zip comment, or like let us know below if you're interested in that topic, because it's definitely going to be a podcast. So 
Um, now let's talk about the accidental beach. So yeah, uh, as you guys know, the accidental beach, the Cloverdale beach located in the Cloverdale area was created from uh, water barricades being put up to divert water in the North Saskatchewan river for construction on some bridge project upstream. And it created this wonderful little patch of land that is now known as the accidental beach. I, I was told it stank. Yeah, well, this is where the conversation comes into play. So, well, I mean, uh, one of the, one of the issues, and like speaking of that, is um, there was when this came, like the city was unprepared for it. People people started going to it, got popular very quickly, and that meant trash. That meant you know drunk people at night. Uh, d- um, annoying the people who are in the Cloverdale area. Horrid right? parking situations for horrible, the residents. Yes, horrible. Yeah. And so it was. It was a mess. It was a mess to begin with, and that's that's taking that very lightly. And you know, of course, the city tried its best to get on that as soon as it could, and they've they've done. I mean, somewhat of an okay job, but I don't know if uh, if. If that's completely true, because the com- the residents are complaining, and you know, one of the cl- uh, one of the strongly most strongly worded lines, and uh, much uh, probably the most vividly Im- image, the most vivid image that I can come up with is there were bags of human excrement that uh, the residents had to pick up and throw away, which is um, you know unacceptable, really. Yeah, it's a pretty terrible situation. Shame on beach, some beach goer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think there was multiple, so some so, beach goers. So oh. just as, a, again, you know, I can't believe we have to say this, but please don't leave your poop on the beach. <laughs> yeah, don't poop like, on the beach. Not your dog's poop or your own poop. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that, you know. If you're a cat walker, not your cat's poop either. Like there's already fish poop in the water. Have we talk, have, has council talked about this this beach at all? Yes. Um, so this uh, this Wednesday, I believe, they were talking about the Cloverdale Beach. So Councillor Ben Henderson, this is in his ward. He brought up um, you know a councillor inquiry about if we can maintain it. They want to do a feasibility study on uh, the urban beach because you know Edmonton doesn't have a real beach, and uh, you know it was super popular, so it seemed like an attraction that people would want. So we have to think about you know is how are we going to plan for this? What are the environmental effects? You know, how are we going to regulate this? How are we going to operate this? What are the costs, et cetera, et cetera, in order to actually have this beach run? And I, I don't sure see the, res- it. the residents are okay with it. I don't, well, see, I think that I don't see a beach in our future. I've, it's where they're talking about it like it's going to stay. So, Well, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, those berms, they go away 2019, 2020. That's when the LRT construction Yeah, so we're, we're going to so have it, happen. but we're going to have it for that time. Yes, so like it's going to be yeah. there. So we're going to have it for the next couple of years. So, I mean, one, it's kind of we have to figure out what to do with oh, it. For two years, is, it's not like looking into the future. Like, But I bet you Cloverdale raised but residents are like going like, get that. Yeah, but they also have a beach. They also <laughs> turned. They also turned from like literally the bottom of the hill in Edmonton to beachfront property. What are you talking about, man? That's been beachfront property. It is forever, actually a really man. nice area, but I'm sure the it increased their value, eh? You think so? I would think Without so. Oh, man, a, if that's a nice business, you, okay. You know what? Everyone wants to be there. How about the ski hill? The Everyone ski, wants to beach the there. The ski hill's out of commission. Like it didn't cr- improve anything for them. The ski club is not on a commission. The ski club is up for lease. So yes. that doesn't mean that that does not mean that it is going some away. random. I just felt like adding that there, I which is kind of a weird thing to talk about. And that may be another podcast, but you're not getting more podcasts out of us today. 
That's right. right. We got to be careful. We can't give this YEG everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, so we, they already got a beach for two years, and we got cards up our sleeve. So with the beach, with the beach too, there's some some other things we really got to pay attention to, and that is the uh, the sanitary concerns of the beach, not only with bags of human excrement uh, littered along the beach, but the bacterial issue with E. coli. There's E. coli. I got discovered at that beach. Yeah, who swims in the North Saskatchewan? It's yeah. a clean river. We have some of the cleanest water Whoa, in. Dibs out, man. The the set the discoloration in the North Saskatchewan River is from from the sediment yeah, because we have a very very sediment heavy river. So sediment is. The Bow River looks really nice when you go there. They don't yeah, have a lot because of it's all rocks. Yeah, it got, is literally all mountains. It's nice. It <laughs> it's looks. It looks. Like, I would giant bow. What would the Bow River? Bow River. In, we're, in we're talking about the. the no, I'm just. I'm. Of course, we got to compare to Calgary, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about. Does Calgary beach, have man. a beach in their uh, in their river in the middle of the city? They no, don't. It's got rocks. They, they got don't. lots of rocks though that you can sit on, and toss. Well, they can kick rocks. Calgary, yeah, Calgary. <laughs> that's, that's not what I was gonna say, but that's what I have to say. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of interesting. I, I've been to the accidental beach. I don't know if did you guys. You, Haroon obviously went to the beach. Been, I've never been. I actually haven't been to the beach. What? No. Why, I do, did, why do you think I went? To I did something that Haroon didn't, and Haroon does everything. Yeah, Haroon does. Haroon is. If you guys don't know this, Haroon is. Flipping everywhere in the city, and I thought I was all over the city, but Haroon does everything in the city. You know, if you if Haroon probably knows how to be at two places at once, it's not me. Haroon has probably been into like random people's households. That's how many. That's how if many you, people. If you know Haroon, that places please that Haroon's leave a been. comment. Please, like, <laughs> Depon, get in on this. Um, <laughs> that shout out, Tony. Tony, we know crew, you. The crew. Yeah. Hey, Dupont, you called the sound on our you called the sound on our live stream uh, on White Ave a while ago. Yeah, you're you better watch your back. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of interesting that uh, we have a really cool property going to be coming up on uh, in the beach yeah, for the but, next um, couple you know, of years. And, and you know, Sarah, uh, Sarah Hamilton, she she moved um, a mitigation plan for the uh, Cloverdale Beach. So what that means is that in summer 2018, they're going to see if they can have a plan. For the 2018 summer, that means improving the bus service to the area, having late night hour restrictions so that you know at 11 o'clock there's not a drunk person in someone else's property. Well, like a mass, like most parks in Edmonton. Like most parks in Edmonton, there's going to be parking restrictions because parking was a huge issue. They're going to uh, adjust the traffic flow and um, quote unquote, there's going to be temporary infrastructure to help with that, which I'm. I imagine means trash cans. Well, so at the beach, if, if you guys haven't been to the beach, it's kind of like a pain to get down there. Yeah. I know you mentioned you. Well, have. I think I might have, or I dreamt that I did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that was hilarious. Um, so if you haven't been to the beach, uh, or if you have and you know what I'm talking about, you have to go down this like weird little like offbeat path that was just at one point a trail along the North Saskatchewan that kind of led down to the water. But now that the water level has dropped, um, it's, it's kind of left this weird little like kind of drop down that you have to go into. And it's not, it is not a nicely set up drop down at all. Like it is not an, it's not a nice way to get to it. You have to literally slide down and then like climb up. You You have to like climb up in the mud. Or at least that's what you had to so do for a while. people have been climbing up. In, yeah, that's how much people the, love this the, beach. And these are the people who are like, yo, this is it. I, they go on a stinky so beach. I went. The, when I went to the accidental beach, like, they only went one time. But it was like, the one the one time I did go, there was like families, like, 
running down to the beach. And this is like three weeks after it opened, like two months after it or Quote, yeah, unquote, opened. <laughs> yeah, well, it would arise. And how long has it been there that we just realized it like this? Well, as soon as the berms went up, it like uh, it lowered the water level and that created the beach. The berms. So when was that? It was construction uh, started July? like two quarters ago. Uh, so like, literally, I I thought June, that maybe July. that had been there longer. We just didn't know. But it, no, no, with no. the other construction of the other bridge, but no, well, this had to do with the boat RT. down the North Saskatchewan like every know. day. Okay, yeah, that, they would have known, summer. but I think that this beach caused something. Yeah. Yeah. So I just realized infrastructure, I think, also means porta potties, since we're talking about human excrement. We don't want people peeing into the We sand. appreciate that you brought bags. But there's going to need to be a way to but get the trucks enough. in there to like drop off porta potties legitimately. You know, you can't have guys carrying them across the beach. Yeah, got to get the bee cleaning services. It's a, it's a funny topic. This is a funny topic for this winter. Do you, are people there now during the winter? I would not be surprised, but I would. Is there skating around there? No, no. because the river, dude, the river's not even frozen right yeah, now. Yeah, water flowing. Well, I'm not, obviously not the brightest. I'm sorry. You guess you don't take the LRT across the bridge. You get, like, well, yeah, if you look down at the water right now, it's like all segmented and broken up because there's the water's flowing and the ice yeah, is breaking up. That's how you walk on water. Like you walk on that ice, you're probably going to sink and get pulled under the ice. You're going to die. People used to yeah. fly around on ice barges and stuff. Don't do it. I'm sure the North Saskatchewan. Not, not, really, not really a smart idea, though. No, well, if kids did it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, it's I, even better if kids died. <laughs> I, Quote I, Jacob 2017. Whoa! I didn't say anything about dying. I'm, when I was a kid, I used to like play on rivers and uh, make stupid decisions about jumping on ice. So it's okay, just, yeah. You know, just don't jump on ice, kids. There's definitely commercials. This is a public service announcement. Don't jump on ice. PSA. PSA. Do PSA. Don't do it. What is the, the beach? The, yeah, oh, and again, I think safety is another thing. If people are going to be swimming in our sediment-filled well, North yeah, Saskatchewan I mean, River, are these kids safe? Or are there going to be lifeguards out there? Like, what actually, that's a real question to ask. I like, know. You, we got we to figure that out. And there's a current. Like, it's not like the North Saskatchewan is a very quickly moving river, but it's also not like there's not children playing in the in that river mm-hmm. um, when the beach is up. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I guess Edmonton doesn't really have a beach to be like, oh, we know what to do when there's a beach. We have like Mil- Mill Creek Ravine is our beach. Yeah. There's think about that, think that, about that. that. Let like that sink beach. in for one second. What's it called? The River Queen. <laughs> what? What is that? What is, like what is a steamboat? Like she was time. a big old beach, but she was not <laughs> a beach. Right, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, like we d- we've never had anything remotely close to this. So it's, I mean, the only thing that we've had to be able to do in the middle of the city is, well, we had... Horlack Park. Yeah, but the it even sucks to get What's down to the beach. What's Park these days? I, this, I don't know, the it's same winter. things that I've always gone to. Yeah, there's ice skating there. The castle. The Ice Castle. Oh, yeah. The Ice Castle is probably going to Is that there? Out. I think that... I don't think they're back this year. I think they? they're back. Yeah, I think... I'm, I'm 100% there's an Ice Castle. Like, in case you don't know, if you're not on the, you know, accidental beach swimming up on the ice barges... Then you might go <laughs> on... you might be at the Ice Castle. Yeah, you might be... You might, go on the <laughs> you ice. might float your way down on the <laughs> ice barge. And also, castles. again, I can't bank. believe this is something we have to say, but please don't leave your bags of human excrement in the Ice Castle either. That yes. should go without saying. This is YEG, and we're not that type of community. Yeah, live a little, but don't live that much. <laughs> <laughs> they say you have to try everything once. Don't, I no, don't, no, try don't try once. that. It's, it sounds like that somebody the, else did it for you. It's be- a bad idea. The beach is going to be a topic on our agendas uh, throughout our podcast. I will honestly say we've talked a lot more about poop today than I thought we would. So. Yeah, I would agree. That's but, a good start. Haha, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the YEG 
Is podcast. It late at night, guys? Not even, man. It is way before any of our Actually, it's like two and a half hours past her room's bedtime. Yeah, I like to. I like to wake up at six in the morning. I, I enjoy. I enjoy ungodly hours. This is ungodly now. Yeah, now that you're getting up at that time, then this is ungodly for you. You get yeah. up at six, like Jesus. I have to. I got a full time job, my friend. <laughs> and I gotta take the bus to work. This oh, that's, that's such a bigger nerd. Thing. How is how is the bus? Ah, you know that's a that's a whole different podcast too, isn't it? Yeah, we're not gonna release all of our cards. No. Come on. You guys should keep tuning in to find out what it's like for Haroon to get to work on time. And uh, I think with that, we've got quite a pretty awesome podcast that we did today. Uh, guys, stay tuned for the next one. And uh, I hope you had fun. Actually, you know, this was just supposed to be a little bit of fun, a little bit of us just chatting about how we feel about things. Monday. We had so much fun. I just want you guys to know. Yeah. And I hope you had fun too. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. Stick well, around. Uh, just a just a quick shout out. Um, you know. Um, so first of all, December seventh, engage. Go to Edmonton Tower. Yeah. This legalization. Edmonton, if you're interested. Edmonton Tower. Talk about weed. December seventh. But secondly, uh, this upcoming week, there's going to be talks about the Edmonton budget. So you're going to hear about that from us. We're going to be yeah. budget budget podcasting. 2018. 2018 Edmonton budget. Do you hate budgeting? Budget. So does the city. Podcast. We are going to talk about it. Budget. So do I. Budget. So I'm, no, terrible. Uh, tuning out. When are, when are we coming back? When should you, they tune back in? When are Next we week. What, are, what, what kind of platform? We have lots of questions that still need answering, but we have a podcast for you. Stay tuned and look on wherever you can find podcasts because we're also going to find those places and put our podcast there. And also Facebook. Yes. Facebook like has us. podcasts. Yeah, like us on Facebook and you'll get, you'll Twitter. You'll get the links. Twitter. We'll be posting it on Twitter. You'll D- get the links. www.yegnation.com. That's our Dot website. Com. Com. Signing out with Jacob. Austin. And Haroon.